think we've all seen and heard and read about the power of Taylor Swift in terms of her fandom, the way she can get them motivated, the way they get themselves motivated. And so our Scott Schatz has been looking into this. And Scott, your thesis is very interesting. Well, I will say, Simi, that it's not actually my thesis because I discovered that there are people who are taking this fandom thing more serious than even I predicted because yeah I mean she's selling out as many dates as she can book she can sell them out like well, and six, movie theaters like not just uh, concert totally. venues but movies the economic benefit of the spinoffs of Taylor Swift are unbelievable like I might and this is going to sound like uh, uh, maybe over the top but I don't think we've ever seen a musical artist like this that has this much power that she could say hey everybody uh, write a letter to the Bank of Canada and like all of these fans would do it. She just has so much power. She just controls all of these people. And I mean, she uses her powers for good for now, thankfully. Uh, But yeah, there's a group of researchers uh, that are looking into how Taylor Swift is not unlike Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yes, Simi. Or, I mean, you could substitute Jesus Christ for another uh, religious or spiritual leader, but that the fandom, it borders on or maybe even, you know, overlaps with um, a religious and spiritual experience for the fans, that they follow after what Taylor does and, like, I don't want to say obey, but they, you know, they follow her and aim to, like, imitate her and be like her and do what she sort of says to do, emulate her in the same ways that people who follow a religious system or a spiritual system do that. And Dr. Kathleen Rydell, she's an independent researcher on celebrity and religion. I spoke with her because she's done a ton of research on this stuff. And yeah, she told me how Taylor Swift is a lot more like Jesus Christ than we may realize. In my research, I looked at similarities between fandom and religion. And when we look at the similarities between the two, we can say that in a superficial way, that they operate in a similar sense. But when we look more closely, we see that fans um, identify with celebrities like Taylor Swift in similar ways to to how religious adherents identify with um, religious figures like Jesus Christ, for example. So on one hand, you can say that they operate in, in a similar way, but when you look more closely, it's really premised on the fact that fans identify with these celebrities so intensely. Is this something that you've maybe seen previously in our culture, uh, previous to Taylor Swift? Is there another artist? Does this happen fairly commonly that most people have an artist or a, you know, a celebrity that they can feel this way towards? Or is Taylor Swift unique in that sense? So in my uh, research for my PhD dissertation, I looked at John Lennon and Johnny Cash fandoms. And I did find that these fans identified, um, as I said, very intensely with these celebrities. But it's really something that happens with each celebrity or media personality and that the fan recognizes part of themselves in the celebrity or media personality. So they're really building a relationship with themselves when they identify with someone like Taylor Swift. The reason Taylor Swift is so popular, and there there are many reasons. She's a very talented artist, um, gifted songwriter. But Taylor Swift provides many opportunities for fans to identify with her. Um, for example, in her tour, which is called Eras, this is the current world tour she's on. She talks about different segments um, throughout her career, and each provide an opportunity for the fan to identify with Taylor Swift in a different way. So it's really these celebrities that provide 
many um, venues for identification that the fan identifies even more intensely with them compared to a celebrity who has perhaps only a single dimension to them. I think that's really interesting. And I love that you mentioned John Lennon because that was the first place that my my brain went when I thought about uh, fandom to to sort of this level was was the Beatles. For fans that sort of meet or, or encounter this with a given celebrity, um, does it replace a spiritual experience for them? Like if they're looking for something uh, like that to relate on that level in their life, um, yeah, does it replace that? When I looked at John Lennon and Johnny Cash fandoms, many of these fans were members of a traditional religious um, community or institution. So, for example, I had fans who were um, Christian at different denominations or were Jewish, yet still found um, spiritual opportunity in John Lennon or Johnny Cash. So it's not that the two are exclusive of one another, rather they complement one another because when the fan is socialized in a religious way through their upbringing, they learn a certain structure and interpretation and worldview in which to understand the celebrity through this lens. Now, for those that have this type of connection with a celebrity like this, is it something that you we should expect it to continue or or continue to grow? Or does it usually kind of fade over time? And do people, uh, you know, sort of get what they need from a celebrity and then move on with their life? How does that work? So with John Lennon and Johnny Cash fans, I found that these were indeed lifelong relationships that often began in childhood. So for example, a fan could um, see John Lennon or the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show develop an identification, and this continued throughout the lifespan, always renewing through continual investment in the celebrity. Um, I think you also see this with Taylor Swift, and many of her fans became fans during childhood, and they've grown with her because, um, as one fan described, Taylor Swift is a few years older than her, and when Taylor Swift went through these um, experiences throughout her life, she went through them in the next few years, and so as she as Taylor Swift grew, um, she grew with her as well. So it's not just um, something that happens at one moment in time, rather it's something that continues throughout the lifespan. To what degree is this level of fandom um, concerning or perhaps even dangerous? Let's say a parent is listening and their child is like, you know, so in love with Taylor Swift um, that it becomes almost a preoccupation. Um, Is that something that parents should be concerned about or that people should be concerned about? I think that I would argue against um, that phenomenon, that that there's some danger in the continual preoccupation with a celebrity like Taylor Swift. I think that it could be, um, for example, if um, you see these, they're called negative fandoms. And these are fandoms that revolve around um, figures like Charles Manson or serial killers. I think if the, the, the fan has a preoccupation with a celebrity like that or a media personality like that, there is a danger. But with someone who is a positive um, figure and contribution to society like Taylor Swift or like Johnny Cash or like John Lennon, I don't see a danger in that unless it becomes um, that, you know, takes over their entire life. Uh, 
I, I don't think there's too many cases that you could point out where that happens. Um, but I think it, there's a difference between a positive um, aspect of society like Taylor Swift compared to a negative one, like, for example, Charles Manson. That's Dr. Kathleen Rydell. She's an independent researcher huh. on celebrity and religion. Uh, to wit, Simi, Taylor Swift, good. Charles Manson, bad. Well, thank you, because I wouldn't have known that <laughs> if you hadn't pointed that out. I was thinking more along the lines of of the Beatles, of uh, Michael Jackson in yep. his heyday. Absolutely. Uh, of that kind of level that we see with Taylor Swift. Uh, Peter made a great point, though, in Delta, wrote me to say, yeah, but has Taylor Swift ever had a bank machine named after her? <laughs> now, only people of a certain age would remember that, but I do remember that my first ATM that I ever went to was a Johnny Cash machine. Do you remember this? No, but that's awesome. So TD did this. Uh, I'm sorry, Canada, it was just Canada Trust at the time before they merged with TD. So Canada Trust, their cash machines, because ATMs were brand new. Right. Johnny Cash did the commercials because they were Johnny Cash machines. Oh, that's machines. so smart. And I remember that. And it was probably the mid-1980s, mid to late-1980s that that was the case. So Imagine if Taylor Swift started her own currency oh. and her own cash machines. She could cripple the economy. She really could. <laughs> wow, that was fascinating. Thank you for that, you Scott. Got it.